Good morning, friends. Today is Monday, the 14th of September, 2020. It is Holy Cross Day. Here's what Lesser Feasts and Fasts has to say, 2018, has to say about Holy Cross Day. The historian Isuvius, in his Life of Constantine, tells how that emperor ordered the erection of a complex of buildings in Jerusalem on a scale of imperial magnificence to set forth as an object of attraction and veneration to all, the blessed place of our Savior's resurrection. The overall supervision of the work on the site where the Church of the Holy Sepulchre now stands was entrusted to Constantine's mother, the Empress Helena. In Jesus' time, the Hill of Cavalry had stood outside the city, but when the Roman city which succeeded Jerusalem, Aelia Capitolina, was built, the hill was buried under tons of fill. It was during the excavations directed by Helena that a relic believed to be that of the true cross was discovered. Constantine's shrine included two principal buildings, a large basilica used for the liturgy of the word, and a circular church known as the Resurrection. Its altar placed on the site of the tomb, which was used for the liturgy of the table and for the singing of the daily office. Toward one side of the courtyard, which separated the two buildings and through which the faithful had to pass on their way from word to sacrament, the exposed top of Calvary's Hill was visible. It was there the solemn veneration of the cross took place on Good Friday. And it was there that the congregation gathered daily for a final prayer and dismissal after Vespers. The dedication of the buildings was completed on September 14, 335, the seventh month of the Roman calendar, a date suggested by the account of the dedication of Solomon's temple in the same city in the seventh month of the Jewish calendar hundreds of years before. See 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verses 8-10. through 10. So as you might imagine, we do have special readings for this feast day, and also it is um, a special feast day in the liturgical calendar. So our color for today is red as opposed to the green of the season after Pentecost as a whole. So our readings for this morning are Psalm 98. Isaiah 45, 21 through 25, Philippians 2, 5 through 11, or Galatians 6, 14 through 18. I think we're going to go with Philippians. And John, the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 31 through 36a. God is spirit, and those who worship must worship in spirit and in truth. Dearly beloved, We have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, 
in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let your mouth proclaim let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. God is the rock of our salvation. O come, let us worship. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise to God a shout with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker, for you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. God is the rock of our salvation. Oh, come, let us worship. Psalm 98. Oh, sing to God a new song. For God has done marvelous things. God's right hand and God's holy arm have gotten God victory. God has made known their victory. God has revealed their vindication in the sight of the nations. God has remembered their steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the victory of our God. Make a joyful noise to God, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to God with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before our sovereign, God. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who live in it. Let the floods clap their hands, let the hills sing together for joy at the presence of God, for God is coming to judge the earth. God will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 45, verses 21 through 25. Declare and present your case. Let them take counsel together. Who told this long ago? Who declared it of old? Was it not I, God? There is no other God besides me, a righteous God and a Savior. There is no one besides me. Turn to me and be saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God and there is no other. 
By myself I have sworn. From my mouth has gone forth in righteousness a word that shall not return. To me every knee shall bow, every tongue shall swear. Only in God, it shall be said of me, are righteousness and strength. All, were in, all who were incensed against him shall come to him and be ashamed. In God, all the offspring of Israel shall triumph in glory. Hear what, hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle 11, the third song of Isaiah. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of God has dawned upon you. For behold, darkness covers the land, deep gloom enshrouds the peoples. But over you God will rise, and God's glory will appear upon you. Nations will stream to your light, and, and rulers to the brightness of your dawning. Your gates will always be open. By day or night they will never be shut. They will call you the city of God, the Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Violence will no more be heard in your land, ruin or destruction within your borders. You will call your walls salvation and all your portals praise. The sun will no more be your light by day. By night you will not need the brightness of the moon. God will be your everlasting light and your God will be your glory. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Philippians, chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God also highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bend, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is sovereign, to the glory of God the Creator. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Canticle L, a Song of Christ's Humility Though in the form of God... Christ Jesus did not cling to equality with God, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, and was born in human likeness. Being found in human form, they humbled themselves and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted Christ and given Christ the name above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is sovereign, to the glory of God the Creator. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to John. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. John chapter 12 
verses 31 through 36a. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death he was going to die. He was to die. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death he was to die. The crowd answered Jesus, We have heard from the law that the Messiah remains forever. How can you say that you must be lifted up? Who are you? Jesus said to them, The light is with you for a little longer. Walk while you have the light, so that the darkness may not overtake you. If you walk in the darkness, you do not know where you are going. While you have the light, Believe in the light, so that you may become children of light. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. All right, friends, I do have a few thoughts on the readings today. I'm going to go through them kind of quickly because I'm running a little bit late this morning. I know you're unsurprised, right? Let's actually work backwards. So the Gospel reading that we just read, the point here, I think, of, of the ending, at least, um, the while you have the light bit, is to seize the glimpses of divine when you have them. I, I mean, how it's relevant, relevant for us today, because obviously for those who physically knew Jesus, the intent would be to treasure that time and make the most of it. I believe the message for us today is that when we have those really clear, resonant glimpses of the divine, that we should treasure those up and use them as touch points. That when we go through our valleys in times of darkness, we can hearken back and say, yes. And, and for me, it helps to journal it, to write it down, all the sights and the smells and the feelings associated with it. And then it's like going back to the well for a drink of water. So that's what what our um, gospel reading says to me today. Then I think it's really of note the way that Jesus is described in Philippians. This really could be a passage written about our martyred black siblings. Came in the form of slaves. obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross, those who have sacrificed themselves for the cause of justice, I think there is absolutely a direct parallel there between the sacrifice of Jesus for love. And I think that that these two things are inextricably intertwined, justice and love. And so today, as we commemorate the Holy Cross, I think we should also commemorate Spiritual monuments to those who gave everything for justice and love. I think that's about the right way of saying it. Our Hebrew scripture reading. 
This is one of those that I want to clarify. This means something to me. When God says there is no other God besides me, I do not believe that God is saying what some people have twisted these words to mean. God is not saying you must worship me in the way of the Holy Roman Empire. You must worship the white, blue-eyed Jesus whose European features have graced every church wall in America. Well, almost every. I don't want to sweep me for, for the hundreds of years that we've been in existence. I don't think that's what, what God is saying at all here. I think what God is saying is, I am the source of all divinity. I am the creator. Wherever you find the divine, there you find me. And you've heard me say before that necessarily the way in which someone in a very different culture from ours worships would, I mean, obviously that would be different. It's a different language. It's a different um, landscape. It's different architecture. It's different customs. Of course it looks different. But even though it looks different, all of the divine is God at the source of all godliness, of all creation, of all divinity, there is one God. And I pray a deep and sorrowful prayer of repentance for all of the bloodshed, for all of the wounding, spiritual, physical, all of it that has come from the misuse of words like these. I think that's all I have to say. <laughs> I know I crammed a lot into a few words. Please forgive me. I really appreciate you all being here with me. Let's go ahead and close up our prayer today. Let's affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Hear our cry, O God, and listen to our prayer. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Suffragist Set A, found on page 97 of the Book of Common Prayer. Show us your mercy, O God, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O God, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. 
God, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O God, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. The Collect for Holy Cross Day Almighty God, whose begotten our Savior Jesus Christ was lifted high upon the cross, that Christ might draw the whole world to themself, mercifully grant that we, who glory in the mystery of our redemption, may have grace to take up our cross and follow Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Using the prayer attributed to St. Francis as our prayer for mission, God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Let us pause and lift up in prayer, circling in the light, all of those whom the Spirit has placed upon our hearts for prayer. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. We live without fear for our creator has made us holy, has always protected us, and loves us as a good mother loves her children. We go now in peace to follow the good road, and may God's blessing be with us always. Amen. <laughs>